Hello, and welcome to the Investing on the Go podcast, brought to you by Fun Calibre. I'm Chris Sarley, and today I'm with Dale Nichols, manager of the elite-rated Fidelity China Special Situations Trust. Thanks for taking the time to speak to us today, Dale. Thank you. Great to be here. Could I just start by asking, you were based in Tokyo for a number of years at the start of your career. Um, could you maybe tell us what that was like and why you sort of decided to move to another part of Asia? Well, that was great. I mean, the Japanese market is a is a very interesting market. It's you know for a long time been the biggest you know market in Asia. Um, you've had a lot of great companies great companies come out of Asia. Um, so I started there as an analyst, um, became a fund manager, looking at uh, basically you know running a sort of a, a broader um, uh, a portfolio, investing you know throughout Asia, um, and increasingly um, I saw more and more opportunities in China. Um, and I think there's no question that at some point, you know, China will, will definitely be the, the biggest market in, in Asia. And instead of looking at Asia x Japan, we'll probably look at Asia x China. Um, and so I just increasingly focused on, on, on opportunities in China, and it led to me um, taking on the China Special Situations Fund. Okay. Um, you've been based in Hong Kong for the past six years. Could you, could you maybe talk us through the sort of advantages of being based so close as opposed to being based here like some other managers? The greatest advantage is really access to the companies. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, if you're investing, if you're investing in China, um, Hong Kong would be the prime location in terms of having access to, uh, to, to companies. Any company that, um, you know, you know, is, 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 is China based um, in order to meet their investors, um, you know, Hong Kong was probably the first port of call. So it's really about access, uh, access to companies. Um, and this is where our, our core group of analysts are as well. So it makes sense to be based there, working closely with the analysts and, and meeting the companies um, quite often. Okay. And turning to the sort of investing side of things, you, you, you tend to favour smaller and medium-sized companies in the trust. Could you maybe tell us why that is the case? Sure. Um, you know, the, 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 the basic premise is, 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 I think, pretty simple. As, 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 as companies, um, you know, smaller companies are less well-covered. If they're less well-covered, there's less information uh, if there's less information, there's more mispricing, and I'm, you know, in the business of trying to own the most mispriced companies that uh, are currently mispriced, and hopefully, as they grow and get more recognised by the market, um, that mispricing goes away, um, and and they move to sort of more more reasonable reasonable valuation. So, um, I think that's just a real area of opportunity. Um, you know, it's not such an easy thing to do. You really need, um, I think, a significant team. Um, to, to, to really find these opportunities and really stay focused on making sure that they execute. And that's why, you know, we've built up, you know, such a core group of analysts in Asia um, that allow us to, to, to really identify these opportunities and stay on top of the companies as, as, they, as they execute over time. You can also invest up to 10% in unlisted companies at a limit that was increased from 5% a few years ago. Why has it increased and what do you find so interesting about these companies? Well, I think this, it's fair to say it's it's really a global trend that that companies are coming to market later. There's a there's a deeper private market, um, and so you know China's you know really really no exception there. In fact, you know there's a huge amount of entrepreneurial activity that's happening in China, um, in in companies that that are not listed. Um, so it's great to have the structure that we have um, in the sense of of giving investors greater opportunity to really participate in, in the Chinese economy overall and having access to that economy. So um, it just you know, gives us a much greater range of, of potential uh, investment opportunities. Okay. Uh, you also invest in companies that are listed in other countries outside of China, sometimes quite large amounts of the portfolio. Um, 
why do you like this flexibility and why would you hold such large amounts and, and what type of company would that tend generally be? It, you know, to be honest, it, it, you know, the process doesn't change. Um, but the fact is there's just a lot of companies out, you know, a lot of companies outside of the Chinese markets which have really significant Chinese exposure. Um, you know, there's, there's companies, some of the companies who are investing in areas like, like Taiwan, um, even, even in Australia, uh, that the majority of their business is, is, is coming from China. Um, and a lot of them are, are, you know, just really attractively valued relative to their gross prospects, um, which I think, you know, as a Chinese-focused manager, that, that maybe we have, you know, better insight into, into those prospects. Um, and, and so, you know, it really makes sense to invest in, in those opportunities, but our approach is the same. The investment lens we look through to evaluate the companies is the same. We just really want to spread our net, our net as wide as possible in, in finding these opportunities. Could you give us an example of a company or a sector where you invest outside of China? Sure. Um, so, so there's quite a few interesting names, I think, in Taiwan. Uh, an example of a company that I've invested in for some time is called Chai Lease. Um, so uh, not surprisingly, a leasing company uh, focused on, on small to mid-sized companies, um, which is kind of a specialized market. It's less competitive. They have a very strong record of, of managing credit risk. Um, and, you know, they continue to do that. Um, and you know, and and still growing the business strongly. Um, you know, finan- many of the financial markets in China are at a very early stage. Um, they're not so sophisticated. So someone like Chai Lease, um, you know, has been able to develop a very strong a strong business there and continues to uh, continues to grow nicely. Investing lots of different types of shares. So you've got A shares, B shares, H shares, red chips. How do you go about sort of picking a particular type of share from a company, and, and do you compare them for each business? It's you know again the approach is, is very much the same. We want the you know we want our process to be the same. You know the the, the way we evaluate uh, you know companies you know, to be the, to be the same as well. Um, you know, and again, it's just really about funding you know the best opportunities across all share classes. Um, you know we've we've been focused on the on the A share market for, for for quite a while. Obviously, it's becoming more topical now with with the A shares coming more into into the indices but um, you know for us it's been an area that we've always focused on um, and again our approach is uh, our, our approach is the same that's great thank you very much for your time Dale. thank you please remember we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you it's not a recommendation to buy or sell the fund may or may not still hold these stocks at your time of listening <laughs>